This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Visa says a move toward EMV can help merchants cut PCI compliance costs. And SWIFT says globalization, regulation, and the introduction of new services from non-financial providers will set the tone for payments in 2011. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Week in Review for Friday, February 18, 2011. A move toward EMV can help merchants cut their security compliance costs, but only if they operate outside the U.S. That's the message from Visa, which last week announced the launch of the Visa Technology Innovation Program, designed to eliminate eligible international merchants from annual validations of their compliance with the payment card industry data security standard. Visa's Eduardo Perez says dynamic authentication is the goal, and in countries like the U.S., where dynamic authentication is not being accomplished via EMV, other technologies are likely to take off and be supported by Visa. Here is Eduardo Perez. The concept of dynamic authentication is intended to promote the use of a dynamic variable that will be included as part of each transaction that flows through the payment system. And the notion is that if uh, there's a dynamic variable that accompanies that, uh, that transaction, that changes with every transaction, then that information cannot be used in the future to replay a transaction for fraudulent purposes. So the notion of dynamic data is very powerful in that, again, each transaction would be unique in and of itself. EMV chip in particular promotes the the transmission of dynamic data by generating a cryptographic message that accompanies the transaction and thereby making that transaction dynamic. Now after this short break, I'll be right back with more news highlights from our week. Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the BankInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit BankInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Stacy Rosenthal of SWIFT says globalization, regulation, and the introduction of new services from non-financial providers will set the tone for 2011. And that's just the beginning. Increasing transaction volume and the convergence of payments technologies from differing global markets also pose challenges, especially for the U.S. As the U.S. market continues to use checks, and as intraday ACH settlement becomes more commonplace, differing payments instruments from various global markets will have to figure out how to better communicate. Here is Stacy Rosenthal. I think there's always the question around transparency and how to implement technology and business best practices to ensure that we don't move from a paper-based fraud to electronic-based fraud. Some of the systems have been built around batch settlement and how to tune those systems to be able to not only speak the language but support the workflow and the security elements. Also, how to bring uh, institution-based security down to individual personal identity management to ensure that not only the institution level has that security that we all trust and love, but how do we bring that down to ensure that the employee also is doing the right thing and that we have that level of security. So I think it's very similar to the challenges of any near real-time settlement mechanism and how we 
move the benefits of what we see in our real-time growth settlement and wire-based systems to the ACH systems. And we wrap up the week with a look at check fraud. Despite declines in check use, check fraud still ranks among the top three fraud forms banking institutions battle. And it's only expected to get worse. Globalization is going to make the U.S.'s continued reliance on the check an even greater vulnerability. And despite a 14% decline in check volume between 2006 and 2008, check fraud increased 6%. Not a promising sign. Check fraud is prevalent because it's easy. And since banks and credit unions seem reluctant to invest in updated detection technology aimed at fighting check fraud, fraudsters are going to continue to target the check. I mean, why wouldn't they? But technology alone is not enough, especially as we move to a more imaged environment. We can't underestimate the role frontline tellers play in the fraud fight either. As Steve Keneally of the American Bankers Association points out, human analysis is your best line of defense. So the industry needs a mix of investments, those that include technology and frontline staff training. But banks and credit unions are making few investments in either, thinking instead that they should allocate funds to other areas. That kind of thinking, however, is ill-advised. Just because check use is declining, and yes, we are moving toward a more imaged world, does not mean check fraud is going away. In fact, the check is here to stay, for a long time. Ignoring growing fraud trends is not in anyone's best interest. That's this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.